0: You know
1: to another episode of The Fourth Time Around. I, as always, am your host, Ross Everett Olsaver. To the left of the internet, and I have Mike Mela. How are you doing, Mike?
2: Hello, good evening, or afternoon.
1: That's early evening? I don't know.
2: That's, yes.
1: Brenner, and on the right side of the internet, I have Gregory Clyde Wolf II. Greg, how are you doing, buddy? I'm good, sir. Good, and this is uh, Season 2, Episode 4 of The Fourth Time Around. Thank you for tuning in. Mikey, how you been doing, buddy? Okay. I read Not your bad. newest uh, theater review.
2: Um, oh, <laughs>
1: right. yeah. Let's go ahead and plug that now. Why don't you just want to take a minute to talk about what you've been up to there in the theater reviewing world?
2: What I've been doing with it?
1: Uh,
2: okay. I, um Yeah. The website is theaterjones.com. Mm-hmm. We cover theater in Dallas-Fort Worth area. So, so.
1: some reviewers are, are aggressive, you know, and some are cynical or sardonic. What's your take on the reviewing? Do you just kind of just tabula rasa it out there, or how do you do that? Oh
2: well. <laughs>
1: the thing First, is, explain to me what "tevleraza" means. You know, a couple of th- things. The blank slate idea. What do you do, Mike? You know, are you angry? Uh, an angry, viewer.
2: Well, it's a small. No, not usually. Not usually because, for one thing, it's a small theater community. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't see the point of pissing a lot of people off. So your fear uh, of retribution. Well, <laughs> I'm pretty. Fa- I, I let's say, let's put it this way. I'm pretty fair. I don't make. Has anyone ever
1: threatened you after a bad review? Yeah, exactly. Has anybody ever tried to contact you after a particularly bad review?
2: No, nobody has. But I got one comment on a children's show that I saw a few months ago around Christmas time (laughs) from Angry Seven. It was the one bad comment. Some guy was pissed off. Not that great of a show, but I gave it a really good review. You know, for kids, it's good. Yeah. And then I I mean, I had one comment about how I didn't really like the music so much. (laughs) I just made a. It was just one little comment about how you know adults might get annoyed basically by the music, but the kids will probably like it. Yeah. And then some guy felt the need to write a comment at the end because you can always do that, you know, on, online crap. Uh-huh. And he wrote something like, I guess, you don't." it was really, it was something like, uh, I guess you don't have a heart if you can't enjoy <laughs> this child, this this childlike music.
1: And I was like,
2: what? <laughs> you picked on, like, is this the guy that designed the music for the show? Is Why did that offend you so much?
1: So basically he just, he called you cold hearted and stomping on the dreams of children. Yes. Yes.
2: yes. And I was nothing but just like everything else. I like, was fine about the show. I thought was hilarious. Like have you not?
1: Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Well, let's go ahead and start it off with a segment that we like to do here. It's called Greg at the Movies. Let's
0: all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat.
1: Greg, what's going on, man?
3: Okay, this is a movie that just came out that is particularly terrible. Awesome. Um, it's called Sucker Punch, <sighs> and I'm sure many of you out there have heard about it, and maybe you've even seen it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's directed by uh, Zack Snyder. He did mm-hmm. 300, and he did um, The Watchmen, mm-hmm. and so you can imagine what it's going to look like already because he's big into using like all green screens. I don't think he has a single villain that's not you know, a tennis ball at one point during the uh, filming. You know. Will
1: there be slow motion punching? Uh, I would be willing to bet there's a lot of slow
3: motion things going on, yes. Okay. Uh, okay, so basically it's set in 1955, mm-hmm. and this uh, 20-year-old girl is institutionalized by her stepfather, and he sent her there because her mother recently died and she inherited all this money, and to mm-hmm. prevent her from getting it, he has her institutionalized. Mm. And then he pays off someone for her to be uh, lobotomized. Whoa. It's gonna, yeah, I know. Kind of harsh. Whoa. Yeah. He can't just you know legally do it or something, but no, he has to have her lobotomized. So, now, um,
1: Mike, as a person who has had a lobotomy, how right. do you feel about this?
2: Right. Um, slightly offended,
3: first <laughs> of
1: all. <laughs> okay, Greg, go ahead. <laughs>
3: <It's>
1: l- <laughs> Lombata-
3: Lombatist. The Lobotomized. Um, yeah. Does uh, that mean
2: your part of your brain's taken out? Is that what we're talking about?
3: Yeah, the, usually the front lobe was taken front out. Front lobe.
2: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that did happen to me.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I
1: can see <laughs> that. Like I like how you had to remember it.
2: Can you lose part of your memory if you do that then, if you get a yeah. lobotomy, that what kind way. of thing? I mean, I think the like
1: idea f- behind it was that it would make psychotic patients docile.
2: Mm. Right. Yeah. So, like, if it I want to erase Greg, if I want to erase Greg Wolf from my brain, can I get? Is that possible?
1: I don't think they do it anymore. No, they do not do it because it's cruel. really. Yeah, cool, I cool, think. Yeah, fair. I think they've stopped doing it for, for some uh, time. Well,
3: that's now. probably for the best. Yeah. yeah, I think they. I actually think could probably lobotomizes
1: you now just with drugs. I think they do, and I think it's called Thorazine. Yeah, there you go. Yeah.
3: Anyway, so this girl. Okay, this is where the movie really takes a turn, and I just don't understand it from thence forward. And uh, she goes into this like alternate fantasy world in her own mind. Mm-hmm. And she thinks by doing this she can escape. And so there's like five different missions. Oh, oh, oh! And also there's all, all these hot girls in the uh, in the mental ward with her. They're not. And of course they're all pretty. You know, they're not you know drooling and hideous looking. Of course they're really hot. And like they even have the girl who
1: was uh, Vanessa Hudgens or whatever her name is from High School Musical and all that. So you should have led with that in the opening probably instead of waiting like five minutes to go ahead and get that. Yeah, because
2: oh, now, yeah, now I'm actually
1: interested in yeah, what you're Yeah, because Mike saying. is now paying oh, okay. attention. Whereas it was earlier like, I was like, oh. I didn't hear anything. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So, okay, you say so. Vanessa
2: Hudgens, high school musical, ding. Bell no, I not have to
1: say Vanessa, no. you just say high school anything. <laughs> <laughs> He's in it. So. Yeah. Right, so somehow
3: her and her For five me. friends go into the same dreams place and fight fantastical enemies and they have to get – certain items to escape, and, I'm, and in the trailer, it looks like they're doing that kind of stuff, but only abbreviated, like they go get a key,
1: and they go, and then, but in so the- So this is Legend of Zelda, the movie? Yeah, I Like, guess. they go to a dun- dungeon, they get the crossbow, and then they're right. out. So Legend of Zelda, basically, there's like dungeons. For those of you who, who do not know Legend of Zelda, they're, they're like a separate dungeons. You go there, you get an item, and then you escape back kind of to the main world.
3: Is that kind of what we're dealing with here, Greg? Right, but the main world is real life, and somehow yeah. you come out of this trance with having a key and a way to get out of a prison in real life. I, I don't know, but it's basically just so fanboys can see hot girls. And, and Jack Snyder's really, And here's the thing. Jack Snyder's also directing the new Superman movie, so That's you know, true. there you go. So. We'll see. I, I have a bad feeling about it, and I think it's I've been panned. But um, the graphics look, of course, incredible. But you know,
1: yeah, you know. And I, I did to follow it up. I, I did hear that uh, that the reviews were particularly bad on this instance. I read a particularly bad review. I thought on CNN. Uh, <laughs> we'll probably have to have to block that out uh, just for, for copyright issues. Right. we we'll not get see. Mike, there. you should read that um, because they. It's it's. I thought it was one of the worst reviews I've ever read.
2: Uh, the review of the movie.
1: Yeah, it was just a like a scathing uh, like diatribe against what I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think it was more against video games than actually the movie itself.
2: Right, I could uh, see that. Yeah. yeah,
1: which is the first call of of any kind of old like bastioned reviewer at these antiquated websites. No like way. they they just they don't understand the video right, games. right. And right. it's it's kind of a part of uh, you know their cultural uh, understanding. Sure. Sure. So like, this sounds kind of like Inception, though, doesn't it? This is like kind of sounds like Alice in Wonderland. You know? Yeah, think Alice think that's the Wonderland. idea. Alice in Wonderland with guns. I think is what it's. Is that the tagline of it? That's the tagline of that's it. That's so. It's, that right there just makes me sad.
3: Well, it's just one of those sticky, like combining two things,
1: and that makes a movie somehow. Ah, yeah. Wonderland that is Hollywood. Yeah.
3: Well, that kind of makes
2: sense.
1: Like when, Mike, when you were in uh, The Wolfman with Anthony Hopkins and uh, Benicio Del Toro, how did you feel? I mean, because they didn't add any makeup or anything to you. Well, I was only his stand-in. Yeah, I was like,
2: yeah, Yeah. his stand-in for some scenes because they were like, like we could build a Wolverine, like a wolf costume. We have you. But then they saw a picture of me Mm. on Facebook. Mm. Um, There's also, of course,
1: uh, Teen Wolf 2. Mike was also in that as well. Right. (laughs) You <laughs> uh, uh, didn't make the cut for the first one. Uh, no. I was a little young, too young for that. Definitely. But the second one, he's definitely in there. All right. Well, that's Greg at the movies. You know, Greg, I'm actually going to, to see this film um, only just sort of an anthropological study because I, 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 it has gotten such terrible reviews right. uh, that I just can't imagine uh, it being this bad. Uh, I think you
3: can imagine it but it will be it'll be you know it'll be pretty for the eyes you know this, No I mean
1: there are there are certain movies that, that like Alien versus Predator that you know going in that right. this is a giant giant piece of crap.
3: Yeah, right. But the, again, it's the same thing for Avatar, but the one saving grace but all those films were it looks cool looking. So
1: Yeah, and I think that's kind of what this is too. So I mean reading the reviews I get the impression I don't know if it's more against like this style of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Or if it's actually because most of the reviews that I've happened to send are, are, are here for people talking about it. Um, it, appear to be more a critique of the actual you know director and the way he works, and less of an actual mm. uh, you know remark about the film. Now I don't know anything about the movie. I, I haven't even seen a trailer for it. Um, I, I know nothing <laughs> about it. I, I just well, know you this. for a treat. Yeah, I just know from reading the uh, the was. So I'm sure it is it is terrible. But uh, but yeah, it's it's definitely not worth my eight dollars. So. Right. So don't go is what you're telling us, Greg. Do
3: not go unless you really want to see a really bad movie. But yeah. it'll look good, yeah. you know. I like how or you if, or
2: if you want a really crappy date.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you really want to piss your date off.
2: Show yes. The movie. Sometimes yeah, guys like, got to do that. Sometimes we got to take our ladies and give them a crappy date and be yeah. like <laughs> – now appreciate what I give you. <laughs> Cuz sometimes it's not always so nice.
1: So this is Mike's approach to dating is that you first your first date you take them on a terrible one. So second date, you set your expectations so first low. First date is good, second date is terrible, and then third date is 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 great so you can show them the contrast is that the idea.
2: I would never show them great until maybe your <laughs> 20th anniversary or something. <laughs> Cuz you don't want you don't want that expectation then you got to spend the rest of your life living up to that. Now right. always, always keep it pretty low.
3: Bad date again, of course.
2: Always, always hint that you might give right. them something great, but never actually do it.
1: When Sucker Punch Two comes out, you might go, "Ah, this is what could happen." Yes. When, yes. when Transformers Nine comes out, right, right, <laughs> that's the this like the tagline for Transformers Nine is, right. "This one's good." <laughs> yeah, like it's right. Charles Buff's like grandson or something. <laughs> no, he promise. This he's is a good Sean one. Sean Connery figure in Indiana Jones. Right, but know? he's
3: but he's also a robot now for some
1: reason. Definitely. Excellent. Well, that's Greg the Movies. Thanks, Greg, buddy. Uh, it's just crazy. It's a crazy world out there where apparently you can just uh, you can put uh, you know, women with guns Google schoolgirl uh, outfits and uh, let them fight World War I. Right. That's basically Sucker Punch, right? You, you, got just have a, you got to just have a hit right there. Yeah. All right, those of you who still are listening past this, who haven't gone to run out and, and see Sucker Punch right now, uh, we're going to do a, uh, a mic in the past here. Yeah. <laughs> Now, for those of you who haven't, haven't listened in a while, perhaps Mike is going to just tell us uh, what Mike would have done, you know, in the past if he wasn't on his current life. So, right. what's up, Mike? Exactly.
2: Um, yeah, so I thought to myself, you know, sometimes with Mike in the past, I'll like to look up a topic and educate you both on.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> a, we call, we'll call it that. We call it yeah. A certain
2: a certain topic in uh, in history. So some of you may know this. I've been teaching a little bit lately.
1: Let's, let's go ahead and let me just preface this a, a little bit more sure. for, for those of you listening. Um, Mike, uh, of course, did the majority of his work over at the University of Vienna, um, where he's a well-renowned doctor uh, and neurosurgeon. <laughs> um, so go ahead. I'm sorry. I just wanted – I wanted people to understand that, that he is a correspondent for Fox News. Right. Uh, he worked at the BBC One uh, – so he's he's very worldly and uh, very knowledgeable so go ahead mike go ahead
2: right so i've been working on this this some doing some research mm-hmm. on teaching
1: mm-hmm.
2: sort of the history of education talking about one area one period of history in particular and that was um uh shakespeare's time so shake the education that william shakespeare would have had
1: ah i see yeah cuz so, the, the theory is there that he he received a, a just a grammar you know the myth is that he received just a grammar school education
2: grammar school right right yeah and what well, my argument, I'm just going to lay this out, let you know my opinion. I think we got to go back to grammar schools in Shakespeare's time. So you so I'll I'll tell you one thing. Universe. Look what it produced. It produced Shakespeare. So <laughs> that's enough. And I'll tell you. And <laughs> a bunch they, of the peasants. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. Uh, but so. What are we talking about? <laughs> what like? but whatever. So, we're talking like 1500s England. I think they had a good idea of how to educate kids. First thing, apparently, as I'm reading online here, they went to school,'t like, <laughs> all- Oh. we'll cut that part out.
1: So <laughs> we'll leave that in. Yeah,
2: So apparently these kids went to school like this is grammar, maybe elementary school. Um, they were going to school all day. So first of all, you got like seven a.m. to, I think it was like five or 6 p.m. in the evening. Hmm. So this is literally like all day. Wow. OK. And they would just give them drills and tests all day long. But here's the part that I really like about this kind of education: yeah. punishment was big, um, <laughs> corporal punishment. Uh huh. So, for example, <laughs> they actually had a day when you would get your punishments, and apparently it was on Fridays. So if you had been doing stuff during the week, you get punished. You knew that you were going to get punished on Fridays. So this and is like it,
1: a, this is a rollover punishment. Like so Well, that's how
2: I imagine. I'm not exactly sure here. From, so you're
1: bad like Monday through Wednesday and then you know like, oh, on Friday I'm really gonna get it.
2: Or maybe you just got punished anyways, just as kind of like because you're a kid, just as a warning. So you don't <laughs> ever, I don't it's not clear from what I'm reading. <laughs> but I know you got the punished The so punishments were carried out on Fridays. Mm-hmm. So and you also had an exam on Fridays, so not such a good day. But wow. it's the thing that I like. Punishments were really severe. You would get 50 strokes with a cane. Jeez. What? Are you serious? Yes.
1: Oh, oh, wait. Is this like, have you been, I mean, is this like a 10 minute research job on Wikipedia that you're spouting to me right now?
3: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I swear to the validity of these statements. So you're telling me that if, if what kind of infractions are we talking Think
2: about 50, 50 hits with a cane on a kid.
1: I know. I that's, mean, that's why I don't believe you.
2: Can yeah. you imagine? But think about how, like, do, would you memorize your stuff if you knew you were going to get beat with a cane 50 times? Uh, yeah, I would think I'd be memorized. Like, kids nowadays, they don't do anything because they know they don't have to. The yeah. idea of giving them homework to, like, bring home and do, they don't give a crap. They, they just look <laughs> at you. They know you can't touch them. They know you can't do shit to them. Can you imagine if you could, like, beat them with a cane? <laughs> I mean, I I mean, All think about it. My... It's William Shakespeare. So, that in right there is my argument.
1: Yeah. So, let and me I'm... get this straight. Your, yeah. your, your, your logical correlation here is that by beating a child with a cane, suddenly you turn them into Shakespeare. Literally. Right? Automatically.
2: There's a direct correlation between beating kids. Right. Yeah. And- Very genius. Now, people are going to take this out of context. I can just see
1: people. Like potential employers, federal uh, agencies. Right. Right. Charged for the safety of children.
2: Looking at this. I'm not saying we should beat kids. I'm not saying we should even rough them up a bit.
1: You are, though. I am saying. (laughs) Brutally. (laughs) You are. You're going beyond that. You're basically Okay. Well, I'm just
2: pointing out that this may have been a better time for (laughs) teachers.
1: Mm. Yeah. So you think as a teacher yourself that, well, that this time was an easier uh, time to be one?
2: I think you had more power, and yeah. I think teachers don't have much power anymore.
1: Let me go ahead and, and point out the, the – because while you were talking about it, I, I was doing um, – not that we don't know, not that naturally we didn't get our degrees in, in drama or anything. or any, We didn't work in the theater for years, but let's pretend we didn't. And uh, we just didn't know anything about Shakespeare. And we went to the Wikipedia page. Right. And uh, this is one of my – this is my favorite line clearly on there. It says, Shakespeare was a respected poet and playwright in his own day, mm-hmm. just in case you didn't know who he was. Right. So good, good research chance. there. So, right. so what, what kind of infractions are we dealing with? It's like talking back to the teacher? Not That's not a good surprising.
3: question. I don't but know.
1: The proper <laughs> – Wait, it just said they
3: just indiscriminately beat kids?
2: Well, me? it said beatings were on Fridays, and you would get 50. I don't know if you got it regardless of what you did, like as a <laughs> preemptive
3: one, beating. So you could, like, hit, punch a kid in the eye and yeah. also, like, get a question wrong and get just assaulted at the end of the week? I think so. <laughs> Possibly.
1: So, I'm, not, I'm not so sure. Wow, they were really big on methodology back there at the university. That's right. huh.
2: But think think about that, though. I mean, again, I give you these things just to point out, like, ways that maybe we, we could, could make have,
1: society better.
2: Well, just pointing out ways people used to do things, and maybe we should reconsider. I see. Um,
1: so uh, what do you think about um, just kind of, like, r- religious persecution? I, I read today there are 4, 400,000 practicing Wiccans in the United States. Wow. Like today, that's crazy. Isn't, it, isn't that's that amazing?
2: Weird. That's interesting.
1: Let me go ahead and just say this right now. You know it's yeah. not a religion. Are they real? I just, I just, I just told but you. But I
2: wonder if their magic is real sometimes. <laughs> like, is it all mental maybe? Uh,
3: like, where, Here's my question. Where's the box where you check that off on a government form? Exactly. Right. Like, how the hell do the hell they know that? Is that in the census
1: form? But that's crazy. Half a million I don't know. practicing Wiccans. I mean, oh, that, have you ever met a Wiccan, Mike Mela?
2: 500,000. Not that I know of. I mean, I could have. Right, have
1: you ever met one?
3: Uh yes, but they put a spell on me to make me forget that I met them. What? So <laughs> you
1: are you are intolerant, sir. <laughs> That's right. Of other no, let's hold on. Can we go back to this like True. who acknowledges that as a religion? Yeah, I, I mean I guess I'm reading this story today and 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 cuz this is directly relates to the past, you know, cuz we're talking, yes. you know, There
2: would have been witches in Shakespeare's time, sure.
1: Abs- what are you talking about? The Scottish play? Yes, where we, we even bring up uh, the witches there, but you know, I read today that that, that this woman uh, was upset uh, at the TSA, the transportation, um, uh, the security people at the airport, uh, oh, because true. that they they had fired her uh, because what she said was religious persecution because she was a practicing Wiccan. <laughs> <laughs> and that they made jokes that made her uncomfortable. Oh, those sons of bitches! Wow. And that uh, that apparently it was a, it was a religious bullying that went on um, that caused her to get fired.
2: Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, that's one of those words that it's like I don't know. Does everything fall into religion if you say it's kind of like art? Art nowadays is if you say it's art, then yeah, it goes into you know. Then it's like okay, then it's art.
1: Well, that's – I mean I think we're – yeah, we're really at the heart of it. It's like, well, I mean just because uh, – I mean that, that is sort of ridiculous, right? This idea that, that – uh, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe we'll have a weekend. that will email us and we're going to get trounced. Um, right. I'm sure there's right. – I mean we live in a litigious society. I'm sure we're going to get sued. Like, no,
2: they'll, no, they'll just cast a spell on you. Oh, man. Yoink. And I don't want to You'll turn into, into a frog.
1: your magic word, Mike. Yoink. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't think they cast spells. I think that's part of your religious intolerance.
3: Okay. Yeah, I think they're all about, like, nat- worshipping nature and stuff like that. I don't, I, don't, oh, that's ridiculous. I
1: don't think they actually believe in magic. Surely not, right? Well, I, I don't know. That's, I mean, uh, that's what I'm saying. There's no kind of cultural touchstone for us to argue any kind of points about. Is there an Avicenna of Wiccan? You know? <laughs> well, here's
3: my question. Can we, can we get somehow uh, embed Mike into a Wiccan community? Oh Mike.
1: Okay. This is a yeah. this is a good one right wow. here. This is what we should do. So go that ahead. You can good. always email us at rulsavert at or Mike at Gmail Where mm-hmm. would you like to see Mike undercover? hmm Wiccan Society? Right.
2: Yeah. They might have Scientology one
1: else. Ballet right. Company. <laughs> yeah? I like Scientology. We should send him undercover to Scientology. We'll never get him back then. Yeah. Well he already is. He'll yeah. just get his Thetans removed and that'll be it. Right. Uh, kiss Me, I'm a Latter-day Saint.
2: Right. Mary Kay Cosmetics. Maybe. All right.
1: Anyway, let's go ahead and write us in. Tell us what you'd like to see. Well, thanks, Mike, for a Mike mic in the past. Uh, apparently, uh, you just think that, uh, that extreme violence is, is okay. So. Well, yeah.
2: when necessary.
1: You and, you and Zack <laughs> Snyder apparently have a lot more in common than you thought. Exactly. Excellent. Well, I'm going to go ahead and finish it off, round it up, um, with, uh, with a new segment that I like to call Bomb Shelter. I uh, kind of perusing uh, you know, the news this morning, as I was uh, slowly limping along because I have uh, injured my ankle. Uh, oh, fairly, fairly badly. Um, so I was sort of uh, I sort of was in bed, uh, somewhat bedridden uh, for the day, so I was uh, watching some news. And I heard today on, on a television network that won't be named um, that essentially there was a man on there who was selling bomb shelters, and he said, "The business has gone up 1,000 percent." since the Japanese obviously, tragedy and disaster that has occurred over there. A thousand? Wow. Yeah, 1,000%. Um, and they talked about how there were, there were, they were building a giant one under, I believe, the fields of Nebraska. Um, there was an underground dormitory, and you could basically pay money, and uh, you would reserve a room in this place for you and your family. It requires a $20,000 deposit. Wow. And you can live under there comfortably for one year. Whoa! There is the problem because any type of disaster, I think, is going to last much longer than one year. I mean, look at Pripyat. You know, we're twenty-five years on, and that place is still barren. Well, so wait a minute. What do you do for your job? You mean down in the what? Down in the in the bomb shelter? Yeah, that's exactly right. And that's why we're going to play the bomb shelter, the new game. So those of you playing the four time <laughs> round home and dice game, we're going to talk about what would you do to add to the society down in the bomb shelter? If you've ever played a game called Fallout, you'll understand this is probably an inevitability. Um, yep. and you have to add to society in a way that is meaningful. Um, so, Mike Mayla, you're down in the bomb shelter. There's a year to go. What are you adding to society down there?
2: Right. I mean, I'd probably be trying to set up a school. Mm-hmm. And teach kids and beat oh, them with what I know. Because um, <laughs> they're our future. So I'd probably start <laughs> by getting everyone's children.
1: Yeah. So. And teach
2: them everything I know. Because mm-hmm. I think the best thing I can give mm-hmm. that society, this underground world, mm-hmm. is my knowledge of the world.
1: Of caning?
2: Of, well, yeah. if necessary, I might have to incorporate that. But.
1: So um, here are your choices. Underground oh, bomb shelter, Mike Mail, right. underwater bomb Ooh. shelter, or outer space space shelter.
2: <sighs> hmm, Space sounds exciting. Um, I think I've always been fascinated with living underground, though. I think I'd want to. I just – I don't know why. I just think I like hiding under – Things so I think I'd like uh, the underground bomb shelter.
3: Is your Hobbit blood coming through? I going to say,
2: I think feet. it might be the Hobbit blood. Yeah. yeah, but I don't know how that would really work out as far as getting oxygen.
1: And what do you mean, you how mean how you down underground? I'm sh- I'm sure they they figured that out.
2: Oh, okay. Well, if yeah. that's all taken care of, then yeah, I guess I'd go underground.
1: I'm sure they have an air filtration system that probably pumps in some amount of oxygen. Yeah. Uh, Greg, is, Clyde right. Wolf II, what are you uh, doing down the bomb shelter? And your choices, underground? Under-
3: uh, do I have an internet connection?
1: Uh, you know what? The one underground I think boasted a Wi-Fi connection. I shoot you not.
3: So, hmm. Yes. Um, I would probably be the arcane uh, master of storytelling to continue the myth of our fallen culture. I see. And I, of course, would add in various superheroes that didn't really ever exist
1: but only existed comic books. I see. Excellent. So, like, instead of George Washington being our first president, it's the flash.
3: Yeah, or Captain America, or something like that. So yeah, I would uh, <laughs> I would contain all the ancient knowledge of the so fall wait. Future. Okay, so you're
2: imagining the whole like our whole world, our whole civilization is gone.
3: Yeah, I mean, or, or we're, listen, we're these kids don't know any better, right? You know, for Nebraska, they really don't sure. know any better. Right.
1: Uh, haven't I mean, haven't you been paying attention to the Mayan calendar, Mike Mela? Yes, that's right. Let's, let's go ahead and take a moment to just say this. All you people who believe the world will end in 2012 are crazy.
2: Well, we don't – never say
1: never. Yes. No, I will. <laughs> I will be here in 2012 probably talking on this microphone. Man, sky.
2: I would not say that. You better knock on wood or something.
1: Are you serious, Mike? Or, or put Kinda. your deposit down now. Yeah, or put down your $20,000 deposit. Now was just a deposit, mind you. You had to pay like an extra $50,000. You know, like later wow. on the road. God. So,
2: if you are restarting the world, though, like who else is gonna? Can we, like, can I bring someone down with me into the bombshell or like who's gonna be there? Who gets to go? Well, who's I mean, obviously, people pay, or...
1: pay $20,000 to reserve a room. Um, only only yeah. our richest can stay, thank you know? God. Yeah, thank God they'll all be safe. Yeah. So, what do you say? So so, you're, you're the arcane master of knowledge hello? and you would you choose underground? Uh, no, underwater. Ah, Atlantean.
3: Yeah, no, just because uh, water is a good protector from um, you know, radioactivity, radio, radio and you don't have to have all that air. You know, Intaking air is always a bad idea when dealing with a bomb shelter, so yeah. it would, you could just
1: split water with hydrolysis, and you would be good to go. So, There's your science again. You're yeah. You're crazy, and Aquaman would be down there to help you out.
3: And, and, well, and I will include Aquaman in my stories. I see, As like, the King he had, of like he had sea. built it. Right, and we've just, we've just reclaimed it,
1: yeah. Nice. Or, if you're a Marvel fan, Namor. Right. Which well, are <laughs> th- apparently the same characters.
3: Exactly. When, and, and, I, and this is not saying I'm not actively keeping everyone down there, because they realize that the world actually hasn't ended, and I'm just the crazy guy down there, just trying to tell stories. Nice.
1: So, yeah. uh, so basically, you've, you've kind of just constructed your own personal uh, real world, Greg Wolf. Right, and they're just, they're just actors in my play. That is – you have described a post-apocalyptic future that is truly terrifying. <laughs> we will never survive. That, the human race couldn't survive such a terrible thing. No. Well, excellent. Thanks for, thanks for playing Bomb Shelter, guys, because we all know that this is all important stuff that, that people that listen to this show, they want right. to know. They want to know exactly. Mike Mela, are you going to be safe in the post-apocalyptic future? That's the question that I get most. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the four listeners we have is Mike Mail going to be protected and I'll tell you this right now probably not no but
2: he'll be a, we just don't know we just don't know what the future go, is going to yeah
1: so your your only counter argument Mr. Mail is basically right. that I just shouldn't say that the world won't end in 2012 because somehow I'm going to jinx it into ending
2: i <laughs> yeah i never try to predict
1: so basically, I'm Galactus, okay. and it's my choice whether to eat the world or not. Essentially,
2: I don't know what that means, but yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think you're more like Silver Surfer. You know, you, you're the I, herald. Who yeah, uh, I just I have to kind of it's a it's a moral ethical choice, right? So it's you, a whether you I, save this world or not?
3: Yeah.
2: Hmm. The Silver Surfer warns people.
1: Yeah, he tries to. Okay,
2: then yeah, that's me probably. Yeah.
1: Wow. So Mike, you're the Silver Surfer. Maybe or that's what I'd be or?
2: in the bombshell. Yeah. Maybe I'd be like him. I'd be the prophet. Oh
1: my God! And
2: maybe I'd be the prophet in this new underground world.
1: Once again, this is a post apocalyptic future that's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if we have Greg, if we have Greg giving us the narrative of our whole history, and right, Mike Bill right. prophet. Right.
2: And, and can we be in the same bomb shelter at some point? Not? Of course, That'd you be can. fun. Here's the thing, though. I think yeah, it would kind of be a backwards <laughs> prophet because usually the prophet warns you. <laughs> before the catastrophe,
1: <laughs> you're, you're the prophet. What would be of hindsight? the point of the prophet in this world? Their world's already described. <laughs> I am the it's prophet of better. hindsight. Right. Yeah. You should have paid attention to me when I didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> right. All those many times. All those times when I had no idea what was going on. That's you should have
3: listened. Right.
1: Well, excellent. So, uh, as always, uh, you can contact us at uh, the fourth time round show on Facebook. We encourage you, please go ahead and put some comments on there. You know, let yeah, us
2: seriously, know. we need you need to get your crappy little friends to sign up and <laughs> join us. Listen to
1: this yeah.
2: thing. S- seriously, if you guys if, have friends. Get them to listen to this and then and write comments. Maybe
1: we can get maybe Mike's undercover Mike will his first assignment will be giant public meltdown.
2: Yeah, because yeah,
1: because Mike, you were talking about how we could get like uh, more people into the show. You know, listening. Oh and yeah. Things. I think that's what you should do, Mike. Is just have a full on public meltdown. Right, and uh, just, should we film it? No, you, should, should you can. You don't have to anymore. You just broadcast it. Just all you broadcast
2: said. it on the podcast.
1: Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, that's gonna happen. So yeah. we'll put a viral video of Myela, um, you know, just yayed out of his mind, uh, right. drunk off a scotch at 4:30 in the morning, right? Yelling, which is different at, from now than how? Exactly, because it's Wednesday. <laughs> uh, um, yelling at a stuffed squirrel nice and uh, I think I think I think all we can go is up so go ahead and contact us please as always I am your host Ross Everettold Saber to the left of the internet Mike mela Yeah. and to the right Gregory Wolf second sir sure. excellent well thank you for listening to uh, season two episode four of the fourth time around and we hope you all have a very nice weekend it was new to me,
0: new to me yeah. Just dialogue. And bear it strong. too loud on this brand new ferrari so we couldn't hear the haters anyway Part of me girls say i'm one of the biggest heartbreakers arguably cupid shoot arrows but this girl make my heart bleed i swear to god if i die she can make my heart beat beat please resuscitate the g give me mouth to mouth or even give me self to mouth damn cause you don't know what she do to me Kill my soul, only thing left is a eulogy. She's so hot, made another brother cool as me to get a cold as me. I think I gotta buy her jewelry. What she do to me? You don't know. What you do to me? With the Rager. with whip, whip, whip,